0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, there's some good news for ASU. Unfortunately, it's not on the football field. No, it's
1: not. Yeah, and, and your, your intro there just, it sounded very
0: angry. I'm angry. So yeah. I, I want to start with the positive. And as far as I can tell, the positives are as follows. Zane Gonzalez made a couple field goals. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought you were gonna
0: say nothing. <laughs> no, I thought well it did I, I was I was trying to it, it was I was struggling, but Okay, Nick, okay. Nikhil Harry's uh dropped double pass that he turned yeah. into a touchdown, which as Brady Quinn said on the T V broadcast, you just wanna get your the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Yeah. That yeah. was the epitome of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no
0: doubt. Other than those two things though
1: <laughs> I I mean, I, I would again say the um you know the the willingness to try to be creative on offense. I mean, you saw you know that play obviously wasn't exactly as expected, but you, earlier in the game, the you know the reverse pass by Harry, which might have been one of our better passing plays of the year, uh, forty six yards, I think. You know, um, so I mean, it, you know, I, I like that, um, but boy, uh, you know, hard to be too uh, you know happy with anything offensively when you give up uh, eleven sacks and twenty two tackles for loss. Um, and certainly, you know, defense we'll we'll get to, but um, you know, more of the same.
0: I mean, let's put let's put some of the offensive numbers in perspective. Manny Wilkins was nineteen of thirty one for three hundred and nine yards with a touchdown and a pair of picks. His yeah. his QB rating was seventeen point three. That's not good. College no, it's Q- not
1: wow. I thought it would be higher. Wow. Jeez. Um especially for throwing three hundred yards.
0: But I think it incorporates uh, the sacks. And,
1: oh does it okay okay yeah obviously I guess that would that would factor yeah I mean he was uh he was okay you know I I, I don't necessarily think he was bad I mean the interception on the first drive was was a, a you know a costly one because you get the you know the fumble on their very first play and you got a chance to to get out to a lead um and he you know he he uh he made a young quarterback mistake he waited too long to deliver a ball over the middle and and the guy baited him into throwing it and he he made the mistake but you know, we we bounced back from that and got that early lead, in spite of not taking advantage of it right then. I mean, we had a thirteen nothing lead after the first quarter, which is, you know, I, I think in in talking about it pregame, we we talked about the importance of not getting off to a slow start. We didn't, um, but we just couldn't sustain it for for four full quarters. Apparently,
0: I mean, Utah turned the ball over twice. That that first play for them, the fumble yeah. where the the snap went right off the face right. mask of Troy Williams. You know, it, as a fan, it was kind of like uh, watching when we played Oregon a few <laughs> years back, and it was like, oh, well, if if A, B, and C go well for us at the beginning, we got a shot, and all of it yeah. went well, and it turns out we didn't really have a shot.
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean, we just we just couldn't, you know, we couldn't keep up the positives that we had in the first quarter, and, you know, to, to be fair, in some ways, we probably should have taken advantage of those positives more. Um, I mean, you know, we had... We had to settle for a field goal on the first scoring drive, and then we had the big screen pass to, to Belage that got us down, I think, inside the 10, had to settle for a field goal there, too. So, I mean, the, the lead probably could have been, you know, you think about the interception in the end zone and then two field goals instead of touchdowns. I mean, it could have been as big as 28 nothing. Um, you know, that's if everything goes perfect. But certainly probably should have been bigger than 13. And, and then you put them – in a hole that that makes them play a game that they don't really like to play, and uh, you know it, it's a different different type of game, I think. But uh, we we do, we couldn't bury them when we had the momentum, and then you know they hit a couple big plays, and all of a sudden it's they're up by one, and and you know from there we just kind of struggled to gain any traction.
0: ASU really struggled, and I especially running the ball. I I don't understand yeah. the decision process. So obviously sacks are a part of this. Manny Wilkins wound up yeah. uh, with minus forty-two yards, and Dylan Sterling Cole wound up with minus eleven. Yeah, but as a team, now those are factored in. Forty-seven total carries for forty-one yards. That is yeah. atrocious. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. I mean, you know, now and and I think if you, you know, I'm guessing. So what is that? You you said minus forty-two, minus eleven. So let's uh, you know now Wilkins had some positive runs too. So let's let's guesstimate that those sacks were about 60 yards uh, <clears throat> that's 11 sacks I mean take those numbers away and it's what 36 for 100 that's still not very good you know it's it's not as bad obviously as the numbers look but for a team that kind of built its offense around being able to run the ball it just hasn't been there in the last few weeks and you know I think uh, I think a lot of that can be traced to the offensive line which of course certainly has to bear a lot of blame for those sacks too I mean it was uh, it was a shaky group coming into the year um, and seemed like they were okay early in the year. But as the year has gone along, you've seen exactly why there was so much concern.
0: Yeah, I mean, they couldn't block anybody. They couldn't block the run or the pass. I know I texted you no. during the game. At one point, it looked like they were running the the play that you run when you think the other team jumps off sides and the offensive right. line they snap the ball but nobody moves
1: right except right. we yeah. weren't
0: running that we just couldn't block anybody no
1: no I mean I, I don't know if you saw the you know it made a, made the rounds on Twitter you know yesterday the you know the two man rush that leads to a sack uh, <laughs> we, had, we had three guys that didn't have to block anyone and one guy gets beat one on one and you know I mean it, it's it's not good you know there's no other way to slice it. Um, now you know I know that they've been they've been affected by some personnel shuffling through injury and other reasons I guess with AJ McCollum, um, but you know it's it's just it's a group that has not certainly has not gotten better over the course of the year and I think you could you could definitely argue they've gotten worse.
0: Well, I mean the other thing is this is Week Ten. I understand we've yeah, exactly. had to shuffle guys. I understand yeah. there are personnel issues, but it's Week Ten. There's oh, no more. Agreed. Than, you know, I
1: mean, and, and, and that goes to, that goes to the defensive concerns as well. I mean, you know, you. you you hope to have made gains by November and look like a, a better team than you were in September, and in a lot of areas, we just haven't looked
0: that way. No. Well, I mean, and going back to the running game, you know, 30, let's say roughly 36 carries for 100 yards, but remember, one of those was Harry, one carry, 31 true, yards. True, so, which wasn't a
1: run play. Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be a, a pass or something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So...
0: I mean, Kalen you know, Bellag- uh, But think about this. Kalen Bellage ended 15 carries with 46 yards, Nick Ralston yeah. 5 for 15, and DeMario Richards 6 carries for 2 yards. Is DeM- yeah, it, I, has anyone seen him? Have we put his face on milk cartons yet in I'm not
1: sure what the story is with him. I don't know if, if uh, you know, I mean, he didn't play at all against Oregon. Um, now, I, th- I think that was due to injury, but, you know, you, you start to wonder because then he didn't play at all in the first quarter of this game. And then he plays, and and so you're kind of thinking, well, you know, if he's if he's not hurt, why didn't he play in the first quarter? I don't know if there's a, you know, again, I mean, I have no idea, but you just wonder if there's something more going on because, um, you know, when I heard he wasn't playing early, you think, well, okay, he must still be hurt, then he gets in. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's been banged up pretty much from the start this year. It seems like he he kind of, you know, in the, in the first or second game, I believe, he got hurt. Um, and he's played through it for the most part, but he just hasn't had the same effectiveness, especially you know as the years gone along. I mean, the first few games he had some good games, and, and they, you know, I don't think any coincidence it, it went along with our best offensive games when he and Balazs were were putting up good numbers and both having success. That was when the offense was at its best, and um, we're not getting that same kind of production the last month or so.
0: No, and on the receiving end, you know, Nikhil Harry had eight catches for over 100 yards. Belage had seven for 118, but one of those yep. was the 71-yarder where he burst right. through traffic. Screen and, pass, yeah, yeah. You know, but Frederick Gamage, two catches for 68 Tim White, two for 50. Cam Smith, missing. Jalen Harvey, missing. Yeah. Cody Cole, yeah, I mean, one catch for five yards. You know. But
1: I don't know, did Cam Smith even play in this game? I know he missed the last two. Uh, I didn't see him out there.
0: Um, I didn't either. And, no. you know, for senior day, you would have expected uh, them to pull out all the stops with everybody. Right, so right. he must really be hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't. he hasn't bounced back from the, you know, missing last year like you hope. I mean, you never know when a guy has a – has a knee injury and you know sometimes guys come back and look good other times it it takes a couple of years and and uh, for him it, it doesn't appear that it you know was a quick recovery um and and yeah I mean Jalen Harvey I don't I don't recall seeing him out there either I you know I it's hard to keep track of who's hurt on this team because it seems like everybody's hurt um you know has he been hurt did, did I I think I haven't get, seen
0: it I haven't seen uh, it as him missing practice time or anything. I haven't either.
1: Um, but, but again, in those in those practice reports, that that little paragraph of guys being limited is getting so long, I I don't even read it all anymore. Um, you know, I mean, it, it makes you like wonder we,
0: though. We we seem to, and it felt like this in games that we've lost before. We tried to force the ball to Nikhil yeah. Harry, and look, he's our best receiver. It's not even yeah. close. I get it, but. He's got eight catches. He's got more catches than yeah. all the other receivers and tight ends combined.
1: Right, right, yeah. I mean, you know, I go back, you know, and again, look, the, the, the defense that we played that game wasn't very good, and that's been exposed as the season's gone along. But that Texas Tech game, man, was was exactly how you draw up this offense to look. You know, ran the ball well. Um, Manny was a factor running the ball we spread the ball around to different receivers. Uh, you know, I I don't remember the numbers offhand, but I don't think, you know, I don't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a dominant game for anybody. It was, you know, four or five, six different guys getting involved, catching the ball. Um, you know, it was obviously the first game where they broke out the the sparky formation too. Um, now again, I know you're not going to get 68 points regularly. You know, I I understand that, but, um, you go back to some of the things, just the, the facets of that game, that I thought were really how this offense should look, and it just uh, it just hadn't been able to do that. And and certainly, you know, again, you you go back to this this isn't the same group that played in that game in a lot of ways. You know, different offensive linemen uh, injuries at receiver, injuries at running back. Manny was at least back this week, but he's he still doesn't quite look the same. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the same until next year.
0: Well, and it throws and your timing off. The amount it of, does, it know.
1: does. Yeah, you know, every, everything just looked it just looked sluggish, you know, and, and the, the throwing the timing off is a good way to put it. You know, it just, it just felt like an offense that didn't really have much rhythm. You know, we put together a, a, you know, a good drive there, you know, and and got the touchdown uh, in the first quarter, had a good drive there when we were down by eight in the third, but the, the, the continued success, you know, like the feeling that, okay, offense on the field, they're going to go out and score. wasn't there. That's a good defense. You know, we know Utah's a, a, a pretty good defense for the Pac-12 especially. And, and you know, you're not going to just march up and down the field on them. But we just didn't seem to have any rhythm to what we were doing.
0: And on the flip side, Utah found that rhythm. Yeah, they did. Uh, they and did. It took
1: them a while. Um, but once they did, they you know, we couldn't get them out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the formerly retired Joe Williams had another monster game. 10 carries 181 yards or 15 carries 181 yards you take away his 82 yard touchdown run he still had 99 yards on 14 carries
1: so yeah I mean and most of that was in the second half I think he had 26 yards at the half so I mean uh, you know and obviously you come out very first play of the of the half for them, they you know they have an 82 yard touchdown run. That's gonna you know bump up the numbers. Is, but is
0: that the first time that's happened this year? I don't think it is. Where we've come out and they're in the first drive, we've given up a huge play. No, like I think half. Colorado was yeah. the same thing, wasn't it? The very right. Free, yeah, where yeah. we were, you know, we were close, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's not close anymore. Yeah, and
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's it is the same old story, and it's getting older by the week. And it you know it really stretches back to probably the Oregon game last year where, where it's seen, you know, we, we went to Utah, I think in week seven last year and we, we played fairly well. We held down Devonte Booker for the most part, you know, the, up until that point, the theme of the year had been offense was a little sluggish or more than a little sluggish and defense was playing pretty well. And then starting with that Oregon game uh, and now going, you know, to this point. So I think that's six games last year and 10 games this year um you know it's just it's a defense that just cannot stop giving up massive plays and quite honestly I think has gotten worse I mean you look at the you look at the numbers it's not just giving up big pass plays anymore we're getting gashed in the run game three of the last four games we've given up over 200 yards rushing so the the calling card that we could say this defense is good against the run can you really say that now I probably can't
0: well I mean and it's the thing where you hear it you know it's you get into the echo chamber of, well, they've got the top uh, rush defense in the conference. Yeah. It's like, well, no, we just are, it, it feels right. more like our pass defense is so bad that nobody bothers to run. But if teams yeah. decide they want to run, they'll kill us that they've way. They've been
1: able to, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you look at, at Washington State and they had, I think, minus 52 yards rushing in that game. And that, you know, look, that's a good number. And, you know, you factor in the sacks and we had, I think, a season high in sacks that game. But they just kind of gave up on it. I think they only had 19 total rushes, and some of those were were sacks. I mean, they they didn't try to run, but they had a quarterback who who was, you know, dominant. And I think they were 42 of 53 passing or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the numbers are a little misleading when you go against teams like Texas Tech, like Washington State, that are willing to just throw it all the time and have success doing that. Um, But even a team like Cal – which is a heavy pass team, they had 150-something on us rushing. So, uh, you know, it's it's three out of four, 200, and I think it's uh, five out of seven we've allowed 150 or more. So, uh, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, we're not really doing anything well. We're not getting turnovers. We're not uh, getting pass rush. We're not stopping the run, and we're sure still not stopping the pass.
0: Yeah, Raylon Singleton, one touchdown coming into the game, three touchdowns in the game yeah, on four yeah. catches for 116 yards. Um, you, everyone can have their favorite singleton touchdown. For me, it's the uh, base ASU defense from inside the red zone. Of yeah. You put one guy on two and you bring the house and hope that yeah. they throw it to the short receiver yeah. and not the deep receiver. And the guy
1: is, is, had a half of an end zone to himself.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, on the TV broadcast, they they say, well, Gump Hayes is in a tough position because he has to decide whether to run with the slot receiver or follow Singleton to the corner. And it's not that tough if your help is to the inside. You have to run with Singleton to the corner. Right. Right.
1: I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like when you're defending the fast break in basketball, you you stop the ball, you know, You, you stop the easy one. And, and, you know, you make him, make him make it a little harder, you know, like, you know, but take away the easy one, take away the wide open touchdown, make him throw and catch and break a tackle and, you know, or maybe you stop him and then, you you know, okay, maybe he gets a first down, but you got another down to play for, you know, I mean, it just, uh, you know, but then again, you go into the fact that we don't tackle either. So I say that and I'm thinking, well, you know, yeah, make him break a tackle. He probably will probably break three or four and walk in untouched.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other, you know, the other one that is, uh, sticking out to me is the final one for him where Bryson Eccles is on him and yeah, yeah. it's just a man among boys though. And he just takes yeah. the ball, you which, know,
1: which I know, you know, Doug Haller has, has pointed out that that, that was, you know, after first and 35 and three straight penalties, back him up to first and 35 and they scored in two plays first and 35 from the 47, I believe. They get like a twenty three yard completion and a twenty four yard touchdown. I mean it you know, you, you wanna you wanna bottle up um you know and, and just give a short example of the problems of this defense. It's it's that sequence right there.
0: Absolutely. And it you know, and that play, unlike most of what we do, that play, Eccles actually has good coverage. He was but, there. Yeah, but he's just yeah. You Know he's he's this is why he left was not you know right. needed at Texas, he, right? He, he right. was in position, yeah. he did everything right, but he didn't get the ball, and he, he didn't deflect the, the pass, he didn't do anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I mean, you know, and then again, that that you know, that comes back to he probably shouldn't be in that role. Um, and and also, you know, where's your where's your pass rush there? I mean, you know, you, you let a guy have that much time to get down the field and get into the end zone one on one. You know that the receiver can win that battle sometimes you need that's that's why you need your front to not give him that much time I mean it, you know it's a systematic failure on this defenses part it really is it's just it's it's top to bottom um, and you know I, I'm just I'm I'm tired of talking about you know busted coverages and big plays allowed and we keep hearing you know uh, it's just you know uh, we're just so frustrated about these missed coverages, and well, what are you doing about it? Because, it, like I said, this is 16 games now that it's been happening pretty consistently. It's it's no longer just a fluke.
0: Well, and it's not just that they're missing coverages and guys are getting open, but it feels like it's the same guys who get beat. You know, yeah, what Gumpay's and Bryce Nichols get beat. They it appears, yeah. it appears that Maurice Chandler has jumped to the number two spot, which right. is still not great but it's no it's a vast no. improvement because but the problem is in college now teams don't come out with two wide receivers a right. tight end a fullback and a running back it's right, four right. wide receivers or three in the tight end yeah and yeah we I don't mean, have I, enough corners
1: no we don't and and i don't i don't claim to be a you know a, a, an x's and o's guy i you know i don't i don't sit and study film um or no schemes or that type of thing but it just to me, there's there's got to be there's got to be something schematically that we could do different, um, and maybe it's a radical thing. I don't know what it is. You know, we, we we heard a lot about you know making some changes, and and I think you and I even discussed over the off season. You know, you don't want to get away from who you are. Well, maybe we need to get away from who we are. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we need a, a, a totally new approach. Um, I you know last year after last year, I kind of thought maybe you know maybe you just need to kind of dial back some of the aggressiveness, uh, but still be who you are. Well, we've dialed back some of the aggressiveness and I think it's actually been worse than last
0: year. So, um, I mean it's unfortunate I, I, because who we are is not that good defensively. No, it's not and, and you have you have special play you know, special plays that get made. Uh, you know, DJ yeah. Calhoun had a couple big hits. Yeah. And yeah. the crowd whoops it up, but you know, the one that he right. laid on Troy Williams was after a first down. He was ten right. yards down the field and it's great. I'm glad that he hustled and made a big play and didn't let him sure. just step out of bounds. But you already gave up the first down. Let's not sure. go celebrating sprinting backwards.
1: No, agreed. Agreed on that and, and- But I I think, you know, as you say that, you know, it goes back to a point I made with you a few weeks ago that I think there are good players on this team. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, we don't have some personnel deficiencies. We absolutely do. But there's there's good enough players on this defense to be better than this. And and, you know, so I, I I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they if they're just not not comprehending the system or the system is too convoluted. I don't know. But you just—I mean—it's—it's it's insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect different results, and that's what we've been doing. And you know, it's not changing. It's not getting any better. We heard early in the year, well, we just got young players, and we just got to coach them up. Well, we're ten games in now, and the same problems are there. So it's obviously not as simple as that.
0: It makes me wonder when you see these busted coverages. I know basically our entire defense runs on a check with me for Todd Graham. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's not getting relayed to the far field corner.
1: Yeah, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, it's a different team obviously, but you know, Notre Dame was having major defensive struggles and they made the change away from, from Van Gorder. And one of the big themes that came out of that was, you know, his defense was just too convoluted. He ran an NFL style defense and you had injuries and you had personnel changes and, there was just there was too much to it, and they simplified down, and it has helped. Now they've they've played some you know lesser teams, and they've still lost some games, but their defense has gotten a little bit better. You know, it's not going to be an overnight fix. Obviously, you still got to you know make make adjustments and, and get better players, and that's the same for us. But uh, you know, I don't know if it's if that would fix things. Just just you know, dumbing it down a little bit, maybe you know, simply say this is your guy, take him you know, schoolyard-type uh, football where you say, you got this guy, don't let him off. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, uh, that That's probably way too simplistic, but I'm not sure it could go much worse than what we're doing.
0: Well, I agree. And when you think about the fact that we put guys out in a position where I, if, if, we, if we haven't figured it out yet, I don't know what there is more evidence we need, but Gumpays can't jam people at the line. It, no. You can't do it. And if you, no. put, if you walk him up to the line, you might as well tell the other team, run a go route because he's going to miss the jam and he's going to yeah. be a step behind you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and uh, you know, every time his name comes up, and we've talked about it throughout the year, I, I just keep coming back to the point of he probably shouldn't be in this position. And that goes to a bigger problem of why is he in this position? Why are you having to depend on, on uh, you know, converted running back, and basically a, a cast off from Texas uh, to be you know, two of your top three or four corners? Yeah. Well, you haven't recruited well enough. You've had you've had misses, or you haven't dedicated enough resources to that position. I guess I don't know what it is, but you know, neither of these guys were were playing corner for us last year, um, and so where's the where's the depth you know where's where's the guys that you could say well these are the guys we've got in the pipeline you know we're going to give them a chance because neither was maurice chandler we only well, have one returning corner from well, last and year if you
0: want to really extend it or was playing safety last true, year. true
1: exactly yeah you're right yeah yeah so you know and who did we have playing corner last year a couple of juco's yeah. which does, that's all fine and good but where's the <laughs> high school recruiting where's the getting the corners that come in and they develop and by this point, maybe because they should have been here two or three years ago, they're ready to play. Now, I'm not saying you're going to develop, you know, two or three Deion Sanders. I, you know, I get that. I get it's It's tough to play corner in football now. It just is. You know, they don't let you put your hands on guys. They, they you know, we saw it in this game, the drive where Utah went up by nine, a couple of, of, you know, very questionable pass interference calls. But that's the way football's played now. You just have to accept it. And teams throw it all over the lot, and you are going to give up yards and stuff like that. But you got to have you got to have somebody who can do the job a little bit better than the guys we've got.
0: Well, and to your point about bringing in high school guys, Robbie Robinson haven't heard his name called at all no, in the you're last right. three weeks. That's a
1: great call. And
0: yeah. you know, if we're going to move Lucas, you yeah. know, it looks like we're he putting Kyle play. Williams back at receiver. But yeah. you know, yeah. let's let's pick some guys because it's. To your point, it's not going to get worse than this. Like we're giving up 300 yards passing a week regularly.
1: We're the worst pass defense in the country. So, by by the very nature of that, it can't get any worse. Um, You know, and 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 again, uh, you know, I, I also keep going back to the fact that the things we did well, you know, because because I think I mean we used to talk about this in 2013 and 14 when we had good years. We'd give up a big play or two. It seemed like I remember the Notre Dame game here, and talking to you before the game and saying, you know, they're going to get a fifty-yard touchdown. It's just a matter of how many they get, and they did. They did get a fifty-yard touchdown, and they came back in that game and almost, you know, almost made us blow a big lead. But that team, those defenses, had the high reward too. They'd give up a big play or two, but they'd force three turnovers and they get four sacks, and 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 they. They'd shut down the run game. This defense, the last year and a half, is not doing any of those things.
0: No, it, I mean the defense was the hallmark of this team. If you look at players we've had drafted, it's been on the defensive yeah. side of the ball under Graham. Yeah, and it's not happening.
1: It's just it's not. You know. It's just not. I mean, the you know, again, it's it's never been since he's gotten here. We've never had a dominant defense, and and honestly, it's real tough to do in this conference. It just. Yeah it just is. You play But you also
0: don't need one in this conference.
1: You don't. No. No. I mean, it's really tough to come out and say you're going to hold teams to 14 points a game. That's just that's not likely cuz you're playing really good offenses that throw it a lot, that have, you know, good coaches and good talent and you know, you just kind of accept that you're you're going to give up some points and some yards. But, you know, you look at Washington's defense, you look at Stanford the last few years, Oregon in their prime. I mean, none of those were necessarily, um, you know, like watching Alabama, they didn't dominate you, but they made enough plays. They would, they would limit your possessions. They'd limit touchdowns. You know, maybe they'd hold you to field goals. If you drove the field, they'd force turnovers. Um, and they had an offense always that was good enough to keep up. And, and, you know, our offense has been okay this year, but uh, you know, you just, you can't, can't ask them to score 50 points every night. And basically that's what we've done.
0: Yeah, well, and that's how it worked for Oregon because their offense could do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and they, you know, and then that also, I mean, when you have that kind of offense, it puts pressure on other teams to keep up and, you know, you start to make mistakes because you get behind, you know. Um, But you just have to be, you have to be passable. And, And for his first three years, we were passable you know none of those none of those defenses were like oh send them out there and we're just going to dominate teams physically it's you know it wasn't that way but it was good enough you could count on them to make a few impact plays every game and and give us a chance to win and this you know this year and and the second half of last year that just hasn't been the case so i don't know what needs to be done but something has to be because you can't keep doing the same thing
0: ASU's got two more games. We owe two Washington and yeah. two Arizona, and it feels like we're going to go from five and one to five and six, and desperately needing yeah, a yeah. rivalry game victory to get to the postseason.
1: Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I mean, and, and as I told you, you know, we texted yesterday morning, and I, I think this is probably true. I think you know about five hundred is where this team deserves to be, um, but it is disappointing to go from five and one. And, you know, in the in the mix for the division title and ranked in one poll, I believe, that week. And and now the bottom has fallen out. Uh, You know, it's uh, there's a lot of factors, a lot of reasons, a lot of explanations. But nonetheless, you know, the the end result is it's a tough pill to swallow.
0: Well, we'll be back to preview the Washington game, but we're going to transition to talking about ASU basketball. Matt, before we do that, because I have to pull up the box score and I'm going to just fill for time. Okay. Career opportunities was on. It's Frank Whaley and Jennifer Conley, and I <laughs> and I have to tell you, behind Field of Dreams and Pulp Fiction, I think Career Opportunities is number three on the Frank Whaley pantheon of movies. That that seems
1: it. seems accurate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest. I can't argue because I don't know of any others.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't have a long list to go with, okay. but, but okay. I, I was right. thinking, is this his best movie? And then I thought, well, he's in Field of Dreams and he's right. in Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah, he's got so two got, iconic roles as, yeah. as young Archibald Graham and as Brett. And and so, uh, yeah, those those are tough to pass. But, yeah, I would, I would be okay with your assessment there.
0: I'm just saying it's an underrated movie on Showtime when your team's sure. already been beaten for the week and you're looking for something to watch. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You know, but now I have the ASU basketball box score up, so let's transition to that. All right, all right. You were at Wells Fargo Arena for this game. Yeah. And so I was I was stuck listening to the radio. It seemed to me that you had some good with the new guys and some to be expected. Uh, the moment might have been a little big for Sam Cunliffe to get to Yeah, college.
1: yeah. I mean, he and, and Jethro both got uh, two fouls early in the first half, you know, and, and you know, that's, uh, those are things you learn. You learn how the game is called. You learn what you can do and can't do. And, um, you know, yeah, I didn't, didn't seem much from him, but, um, some of the other new guys, you know, uh, uh and Graham to me was the, was the guy that jumped out. I mean, he, he keeps the first guy off the bench. Um, and, and, you know, he played the majority of the first half and it was one where you, you know, as you watched it, you thought, Boy, can you keep this guy on the bench? my I mean, and I know you know, Hurley said he's he's you know our sixth man and we're gonna keep him in that role and you know, but but it's gonna be sixth man in title only, I think, because if he keeps playing like that, he's gonna see a lot of minutes. He might not start the game, but he'll finish a lot of games.
0: Well the starting five was to be expected. It was Obino Oleka as the as the one big, Shannon Evans, Holder, Justice, and Cunliffe. Yeah. And Oleka against portland state you know 13 rebounds was
1: very solid and a yeah, block they're, they're, you know the rebounding was was pretty good now again you know you as you said I mean, it's going to be tested a whole lot more against better teams with bigger bigger players and better size but but yeah i mean i think uh 47 to 33 is what i heard was the rebounding numbers. so um that was good and oleka was the leading rebounder and did a did a good job you know he did his his kind of dirty work that he's going to have to do all year and um, you know, Oleka and, and Trey Holder and Cody Justice, they, you know, they're the returners basically from last year. And they they all did, uh, you know, about what you'd expect. You know, Holder looked really good, aggressive in getting to the basket, shot the ball well. Um, you know, Cody Justice just kind of, you know, he's one of those guys may go stretches where you don't notice him, but then make a big play or two. Uh, and Oleka just does the grunt work inside. So they they were all very solid, was was satisfied with them.
0: Between Evans, Holder, and Justice, all of them played at least 31 minutes, a total of only four turnovers yeah. to nine assists. That's pretty yeah. good.
1: Very good. Very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, uh, it was kind of a bumpy start. It was, it was weird. Uh, the first, I think the first five shots were all close range, and by each of the five starters, and we missed them all, um, and it just it felt like a nervous start for some of those guys, you know, but but settled in, you know, I, I was, I was impressed by Holder. I was impressed by Shannon Evans. Um, you know, he had, he kind of seemed to take him a little bit to get into the flow of the game, but once he did look pretty good. Um, and, and like I said, Graham was, Graham was no doubt the, you know, the guy that jumped off the map at you watching the game oh, and this this guy could play, he could shoot, he can handle the ball. Uh, he's, you know, he's big and athletic enough to play good defense. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy who, um, you know, he keeps obviously he's probably not going to go nine for eleven every night, but keeps playing like that. You know, he's he's going to be a, a big big factor on this team, which you know for a guy who last year was was off the team for a while, and you probably thought he'd never be back.
0: Graham ended in twenty eight minutes. He had twenty three points, like you said, nine of eleven from the field, five of six from three, and pulled down yeah. six rebounds. And th- that's one thing that this team's going to need is they're going to need their guards to rebound.
1: Yeah. Graham yeah had, and they did last you night. Know, that was that was a solid effort a, you know, a team team effort to try to rebound the ball.
0: I'm looking at it here. Oleka had 13, but Evans had 4, Holder yeah. had 3, Justice with 4, Cunliffe with 4, Ramon Villa with 4, and, and Graham, Graham with six. 6.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, a well-balanced effort. Um thought I thought the, you know, the bigs looked uh, about as you'd expect. I mean, you know, Jethro definitely looks rough around the edges looks a little unsure of himself it's gonna it's gonna take time but you could definitely see the the physical talent i mean i think i think haller tweeted it during the game that he didn't recall seeing a guy who you know who looked that big uh the wingspan that he's got i think seven five they said i mean you you can see the raw talents there it's just going to take a while to harness it um and, you know, Cunliffe, you, you could see you could see flashes, just very small flashes last night, but he'll have better moments. He'll settle in, and, you know, he's he's a true freshman. You know, guys take a while to get adjusted.
0: Well, I mean, Cunliffe played 14 minutes. He only attempted three shots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the rest of the team, not afraid to shoot. Shannon Evans, 2 of 8 from 3, 8 of 18 overall. Oleka, only 3 of 10 from the field. Yeah, for me the big stat though comes at the free throw line because it doesn't matter who you play the free throw line is uncontested sure. and ASU sure. shot seventy two percent. It's not great, but Holder but went nine, bad. Holder went nine of eleven. Evans was one for one. Yeah, for me that's what I wanted to see because those are the guys who are going to have the ball in tight games at the end of the game where we're right. going to have to knock down free throws.
1: Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen in recent years how how bad the free throw shooting had been. I think Herb's last year was particularly bad. Last year wasn't great, so yeah. If you can, if you could take a step in the right direction, you know that that will win you a couple of games. Um, you know, you have to do more than just that, obviously. But if you can, you know, make teams pay for getting in foul trouble, and and then, like you said, put games away at the end when when you're maybe up by you know three points, five points, and they're fouling you. You got to be able to to go there and cash in points. And so, yeah, it was a good start in that regard.
0: You know, and. Hurley said during some of the preseason interviews that this team was going to shoot a lot of threes. They attempted 28 threes last night.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, he even said after the game, I think, you know, he thought he thought we were just okay offensively, and, uh, you know, probably agree. I mean, we had stretches where we, you know, we would light it up for, a, you know, a three-minute stretch every every trip down. We were getting a bucket. We'd get, get into the paint, get easy buckets a couple times. Um, you know, Graham had a great fast break dunk in the first half, so... Uh, you know, there were, there were moments, but then there were some, some stagnant moments. We got an 18 point lead toward the end of the first half and then had three straight possessions where we turned it over leading to buckets. So, you know, you could, you could see the, the good and the bad. I mean, you could see the, the hope with this team and you could also see why there's going to be some tough moments, no doubt. You know, I mean, we, we, we know there are much tougher opponents to come and soon and, and, you know, it's not, not going to be as easy as this week, but, uh, you know there there was there was enough to like to keep you interested in coming back for you know the rest of these non-conference games and see how it shakes out.
0: Yeah, the Sun Devils take on Cal Poly uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and then the schedule is going to really pick up. They'll have their first nationally televised game against UNI on the seventeenth, Then yeah. Kentucky's looming large on the twenty eighth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and isn't the Northern Iowa, is a, isn't is that an 18 field or something like that where you play? I know we play either Tulane or Oklahoma after that, and then I think a third game depending on who you win and lose to.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot so, of stuff coming at us quickly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in December is, is a little bit easier, but not tremendously so. Uh, I mean, you, you've got, you know, San Diego State, you've got Creighton, you've got Purdue, I think, in December. And UNLV. Uh, s- and UNLV, although a UNLV team that that seems down, but you know they've they've uh, you know they they've surprised us before, um, and and you know we've had some really good games with them in recent years. So um, yeah, I mean it, you know it's it's going to get a lot tougher than last night and presumably tomorrow. I mean these these are these are your opportunities to kind of you know soft intro, and, and then that soft intro's over pretty quickly because Northern Iowa. I mean they. They've been a good team now for quite some time. They they were in the tournament last year. Probably should have made the Sweet Sixteen. They had the big collapse against Texas A and M, um, but you know you know you know they're a good team. Oklahoma was a Final Four team last year. If we end up playing them, Kentucky is Kentucky. I mean, you don't you don't need to say much about them. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's going to be tough. But you know you saw some things to like and. You know, we'll see some things we don't like as much, probably in the next month or so. But that's that's all part of the process.
0: Well, we'll be here with you, probably just you, Greg. But we'll be here with you <laughs> uh, to take you through the season. We're going to be back early next week to preview Washington. I'll tell you right now, my prediction is going to be that we lose. I don't I yes, don't need to see my, what happens for my Washington. My prediction
1: is pain. <laughs> as they say, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.